When I broke my tibia, my fibula, clean snap. My bone didn't come out of my skin, but right. it was definitely poking out. Ow. I just went in for a slide tackle. I dove in way too much into the ground, so my cleats got stuck to the ground. And at first, I thought I broke my ankle. I was like, I cannot feel my foot. They had to lift up my leg. Just with them lifting my leg up, I was just screaming. And I remember at the time is when I really discovered about Drake. Welcome back to the Chi Greatness Podcast. I'm your host, Kota Nakayama, and I'm so excited for today's podcast episode. You guys are in for a great treat today. So we're actually having our first ever guest on our podcast here. But not only do we have our first ever guest, we have two guests today here. So double the trouble, double the whammy, but more importantly, double the value for you guys. So I have my good buddies over from La Puente, California, Luis and Fernie, talking about their soccer journey talking about life lessons and skill sets that they learned on and off the field, also about some failures and setbacks, particularly when it came to injuries. Both Luis and Fernie almost suffered career-ending injuries that took them out for a long period of time. So we talked about their mindset and how they overcame it and become even better. So if you're an athlete aspiring to play college soccer or become a pro into the next level, whatever sport that may be, this will be a great episode for you guys to listen. So with that being said, Kota, let's roll the intro music. Okay guys, welcome back to the Chief Greatness Podcast. Today I have two special guests. Uh, we actually got Fernie and then Luis. Yeah, we've known each other for about a month-ish. We've been training pretty hard, you know, competitively. And then me and Fernie, how did we connect? Uh, we met first at... Uh, LA 10 training practice? Yes. Yes, so today, uh, what we're going to talk about basically, you know, a little bit about your soccer journey, right? Um, because you all play soccer, kind of talking about things that you learned over the years that, you, uh, that you've been practicing, training, and then just see where you guys are headed in the future, and then kind of the life lessons that you guys learned about that. So what was your like earliest memory that you, you know of when you first started playing soccer? Tell me about that. Where did you grow up, actually? I grew up in La Puente, California. But the first time I ever played ball was, like, I think I was like about four years old in South Almani. Okay. Uh, I was just, I think my parents just brought me to this park and they just said, hey, can like my kid join your guys' little team? And the team was called Silver Wolves in, uh, in South Almani. And then just from there, I had a friend. I got invited to play in Cal South. I think it was my friend, my friend named Larry. Okay. Larry, if you're watching this, I haven't seen you <laughs> Larry. in a long time. Yeah, make sure to hit that <laughs> like button, right? <laughs> Subscribe. 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 Yeah. So that's like uh, around what age? What age were you trying to, were you getting into all that? 10 or 11. Okay. So like there. elementary school, you started dabbing into soccer a little yeah, bit more. Yeah, like the higher level, like Cal South. That's when we started playing. I played for Crown City United okay. with uh, Ozzy. Okay. With Coach Ozzy, he's one of my best coaches. I was actually came in as a forward, and then he made me into a left back. No way. So that's how I turned into a left back. Like, you know, Crown United, we played against, like, Golden State. So that's when Golden State was, like, barely, like, rising up. Golden LA, State is, uh, what kind of, what team is that? Gold, uh, Golden State, well, now they're forced, but before it was Golden State uh, FC. Okay. And, like, that's when, like, LAFC, the LAFC teams were coming up. So like, this is now. all in the Cal South 
um, region and like the yeah yeah the yeah. youth development. So that's basically like club no. soccer, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. That's that's okay. when like yeah, I went from ASO, which was just like more... recreational for little kids trying to get development. And then like and then, yeah, and then, and then you want to got... take it to the next level. You start playing club, and I guess I hear in Southern California we call it Cal South. Is that the yeah, league? Cal South? Okay. Yeah, I was playing, and then I was also playing ASO too. So I was playing in two teams at really? once, back to back. Yeah, so I'd have a game in the morning with ASO, and then a game in the afternoon with uh, with club. Okay. Was that like middle school into high school or not yet? Still yeah, it was school, it right? was still middle school right before high school. Okay, so let's let, not before high school. Let's get into high school later. But in middle school, like you got more interest in soccer. Right? Oh yeah, yeah. Soccer just, got your interest a little bit more, and then you're playing for two teams. Like how much were you practicing during that time? Uh, I was practicing like almost every day. Okay. You know, like my my routine basically almost every day, except I think except for like maybe. Fridays for sure, and maybe Thursdays, was uh, I would go to school, I'd wake up early, go to school, and then I would go, after school, I would walk, like, probably from, like, the north side of Alhambra to the south side of Alhambra, like, I'd take a bus, and then I'd walk, like, two miles to go to, like, my coach's house. Really? Because the coach's son was also on the, on the team, uh, yeah. Julio, we call him Cheeky. Cheeky. And then, uh... Where we would go to, I'd go to Cheeky's house, and then from there we'd go to practice at San Marino High School, mm. and then from there that's when my parents would pick me up because my parents work all day. Okay. So that was basically the routine for that. So that would be like one day with club, one day with ASO, another day with club, another day with ASO, rest, game on Saturday, and a game on Sunday, okay. or we'd have two games on Sunday. Wow. So like already games. in middle school, you. Pretty much soccer was pretty much part of your life within middle Yeah, school. I was okay. just getting into it. Okay. Like, oh, yeah, it was kind of hard just, like, coming from, like, an underprivileged, like, city and, like, community. And I'd have to come out to, like, other like other cities just to get, like, my fix of okay. soccer. Mm, so it was cool. Awesome. Yeah, so that's a little bit about, I guess, how soccer kind of came to be. I know Luis had kind of been silent for a while. Yeah. Yeah, so let me pass the Gatorade bottle over to you. <laughs> so, yeah, funny. tell me a little bit about how, you know, you ended up getting into soccer. Do you know, like, your first memory when you start first started touching the ball? Yeah, I actually do. It was a funny story how I even started playing. Okay. So my little brother was the one that started playing at five years old. Really? So there's a four-year difference between us. So he was five, I was nine. He played for a couple years, mm -hmm. and then it was around when I was 12, I started talking a lot of smack to my brother. I was oh. like, oh, you suck. Like, oh, you're Sibling not playing rivalry, well. Yeah. competition. But I wasn't playing, and my parents would tell me, like, you can't say anything if you're not trying the sport either. Right, right, like, right. all you do is play video games. Right. And I was like, all right, bet. I'll try the sport out. Interesting. So they registered me for a league called La Puente Youth Soccer League, mm -hmm. and it was in Sparks Middle School. So okay. it's if I played there for a couple years, and I started off with this team. That, I think their name was Guerreros. Okay. So it was with this guy named Poncho, really cool guy. Just my dad got along with him, and he just played with those those kids. And it, I mean, I was twelve, so I wasn't really athletic mm -hmm. growing up. So I just picked it up, and a bit of a tronco at first, you know, <laughs> You're uncoordinated. You never played. That's actually my first Spanish word that I learned when I first came out here. They started calling me troncos, and that's what I didn't know what it means. And I'm like, oh man, I gotta get become a better soccer yeah, player. Can't yeah, can't be called that. You do not want to be called tronco. Yeah, you don't want to be called that. But I, I never played, you know. But I, I could run. Like I was hyperactive, and I was athletic in the sense that I could just run. Mm. So that's where it started off for me. I fell in love with the game immediately. Like, as soon as I got into it, I was like, wow, this is a lot of fun. And it allowed me to express my energy and, I guess, myself in it. So whenever that team that I played with would have practice, I would train with them. And if not, well, that's it. I maybe practiced once a week and then on the weekends. 
Mm -hmm. A year or two in, that's when I started playing a bit of indoor in a league that was... Yeah, it it wasn't the Violin Swap Meet. So anybody that knows... In front of it, there's this place called Bassett Park, I believe. And they had a little basketball court. And you would play indoor in there. And that was my first exposure to indoor. And I fell in love instantly. Because indoor allows you to have more kind of expression. Hold the ball a bit more. Just do a few more tricks. Mm -hmm. And you get the ball to your feet a lot more. Everybody touches it. So I fell in love with it. And that's when I started playing more. Because I would play in the Sparks League, indoor there. So I would play maybe four or five times a week. And then once I got into high school... Wow. That's when I knew I was like, oh, I want to keep pushing this. Like, my goal was, as a freshman, I wanted to make varsity. Mm. That was a pretty high dream because I only played soccer for two years prior to that. Right. Okay. So I'd have to go compete with people like my friend Fernando here that's been playing since he was four. Yeah. Like, could you make the difference in that four to 12? That's right, an eight-year right. difference. Right, right. But nowadays, there's a few more academies and mm-hmm. clubs going mm-hmm. around. Golden State's one that comes to mind. Strikers, legends. Um, AC Brea. So soccer's growing compared to when I was, what, like 10, 12? Yes, yes, so definitely. Now there's all these options right. and avenues. The only thing I have to criticize about this country is the whole pay-to-play mm-hmm. concept of it. So yeah. Let's talk about that a little bit, right? Mm-hmm. Like, So growing up, did you guys grow up with a lot of a lot of money? Or like, what, what was the situation? I was uh, four, bro. <laughs> okay. I couldn't even... What, what area did you guys grow up particularly? La Puente. La Puente. Puente. Okay, La Puente. and then what... So in that community, is it... Like, what's the community there? Like, Low income, it? lower middle class, maybe middle class. Okay. But yeah. really, it's predominantly Hispanic. You have some Filipinos in there. Okay. Obviously, other demographics. But predominantly, probably, I would say 80% of that population is Hispanic. Mm. 10% is probably Filipino, and then the other 10% is other. And when we were growing up as kids, like 90s, early 2000s, there was a lot of gang violence. So you wouldn't want to be out in the streets. Right. Yeah. Like, we don't have a police station. We have a sheriff's station. Mm. Okay. So, you know, sheriffs are more tough than regular Definitely. police officers. Yeah, especially where are those places where it's not as privileged as much, mm-hmm. right? Because, you know, people have a lot of free time to do. You know, they, they try to socialize, and, you know, maybe they end up taking that different path that might not be the best but a lot of times we see like sports can be in a way you know can help them uh grow and then take them into a different path you know towards success eventually to even college right because i mean the big part about uh american soccer is that it's a good way to actually help you provide for your college right so both of you guys are i know luis you're playing collegiate soccer at the moment right now so um we didn't really touch upon high school so i want to touch about like high school soccer for you guys so how was your high school, you know, career? Well, working off what I was saying, yeah. my whole high school career, I got in as a freshman, played soccer for two years, but I was like, I'm making varsity. Like, mm-hmm. I'm going to bust my butt until I make varsity. Okay. And, you know, I would, at that point, I was training five, six days a week, mm-hmm. and I was just at it. And I made it on the team. The first game, I was going to play JV, and then the coach called me up to varsity. He's like, I want you to play varsity. Nice. So I was like, oh, cool. Like, I made it. Because at first, I was on the JV roster. So I was uh-huh. like, oh, I, I guess I just have to try harder. And maybe I didn't make it this year, but there's always next year. But first game, I was pulled up to varsity, and I was like, sick. Like, I did it. Like, mm-hmm. I set my mind to it, and I did it. But I was so involved in soccer that I let school kind of mm-hmm. take the blow. There was other things that were going on in my life that I don't really want to get into. But... 
basically high school drama <laughs> high school drama you know you got like your first ever like girlfriend thing going right, on right. you get into some stuff that you shouldn't and it's just like wow I let these things distract typical me. teenagers thing. yeah exactly I didn't do my homework and work at Wilson and I, I went in with honors so uh-huh. it's all honors classes but I didn't want to do the work I just mm-hmm. wanted to focus on soccer mm-hmm. all that time that I was studying was going to take away from soccer mm-hmm. so it's like that's not my goal I don't want to be a student I want to be an athlete mm-hmm. And, well, I didn't have the grades, so I made it to varsity, but I couldn't play because I didn't have grades. Okay, so, so what was that experience like that first year? Heartbreaking, dude. I lost so many opportunities. I don't know if you guys know the Arsenal. Okay. So when I went to go play, at, during that time of my freshman year, I met this guy named George Esquivel. Super dope guy. One of my best friends. Like, and how did you guys come in contact? We were, I was playing, so I would take a ball to school every day. You were that kid? In middle school. I was school that kid too. I don't know. High school. I don't know. Yeah. Man, you're not a baller if you don't bring a ball to, like... You don't love soccer. In middle soccer. school, I would bring a soccer ball every single yeah, day. In exactly. high school, it's kind of like, you know, there's girls around, so maybe like, you know, we'll take I a didn't beer. care. I had long hair. I looked ugly. <laughs> I took a soccer ball, and I still got girls. Elementary school, middle school, that was me. I would bring a soccer ball every single day. No, dude. I would do it in middle school and in high school. In so high school? High school, I took it, and I would play in, during PE. Mm-hmm. So one of my friends, he really liked that about me. He was like, dude, you don't care. Right, like, right. you do you, even if everyone else is like criticizing uh-huh. you. Like, I, I respect that about you. Mm-hmm. And he, we got along. He was like, dude, come play with my team and put me in a team with him. The team was going by the name of Tapatio. Tapatio. That's the <laughs> sauce, right? Yeah. <laughs> so we started playing there and we would practice there three times a week and play on the weekends I would play like two games on Saturday two games on Sunday so I was just this is on at, top of the high school you're already doing yeah oh. on top of the high school so I was training Rah. often right like set, uh, my body could do it at 14 you know you, okay. you think back at what your body could do at 14 compared to you right now right? <laughs> yeah I'm 25 my body cannot do what it used to I need to rest yeah so I was just playing so much I didn't do school I didn't get to play varsity it was rough. I lost that opportunities to go play for Arsenal Academy, to go play for club, mm. to get all expense paid trip to go play in like ODP and stuff. When I had that chance, it was taken away from me because my parents were like, you're not doing school. So we're not al- allowing you mm. to play soccer. So it wasn't that you, were, you weren't good enough. It's just because the grades started slipping. It's like, hey, like your parents were like, hey, man, what's going on? Yeah. So falling out, I couldn't play. That held me back following years but i want to hear a little bit about yeah that, yeah so. definitely bernie so growing a little older um and then you enter high school right yeah so let, let's, right before okay. high school like eighth grade year seventh grade year i was getting into football american football american as well. football yeah what position uh i uh well i started playing Water flag Water <laughs> <laughs> i started playing flag and then i got was just like uh like how did a you get into that was it like a friend introduced you i just like my friends the mo- like most of my friends that i had like i didn't have a lot of soccer friends because there's a lot of people that like soccer but i had a lot of friends that played like baseball and american football in school in school okay. yeah and then so like yeah i did flag football for like two years and then i went into to high school to play tackle mm. and during the football football season i was also playing club i was playing football and i was playing aso and i was also playing club <laughs> so i was you know i was playing in three right. different Basically, teams and two different sports yeah right. sports, sports is where it's yeah. at and during my first year of tackle football in high school i would make the freshman team really i was playing aso on the weekend and 
I broke my leg. <laughs> oh. Wait, playing ASO or playing football? Playing ASO. What? What? And I was getting good at football. I was getting better and better. So, like, I broke my leg that day. What did you, know? you break? What? what when I broke happen? my tibia, my fibula. Clean snap. Like, the really? cleanest snap there could ever be. So you just know? little... It was just, yeah, I didn't, my bone didn't come out of my skin, but right. it was definitely poking out. Ow. So that really... So, like, yeah, so it was scary, too, because, like, the way the doctor was explaining it, like, you know, like, you know what, like, you're lucky you snapped it a certain way, otherwise you would have stuck in your growth in your right leg, so I would have been walking with a limp, you know? <laughs> wow. So yeah. Then, I mean, that's a big injury. I never knew that about you. I mean, yeah. you fall out. It seems like you never had an injury. Before. Nah, I... I overcame it, like, I overcame it, like, you know, like, when I got injured and stuff, like, it was, I was just basically out, it was right before, uh, I made varsity my freshman year, you know, like, I was about to, like, you know, like, I felt like I was gonna do bits, you know, like, American football was getting me more tough, that's why I wasn't afraid of going to challenges and stuff, and then when it came to- So you made the varsity team for your soccer team? Yeah, like, okay. you know, like, because the, cause the freshman football was about to end. Oh, and, okay. you know, so, like, so I was also practicing with the football team, the high school team. Mm. I was practicing with the high school team. I also had ASO, and I had a club, too. So you were having all this, and you're, like, doing really well, and then you're, like, and okay, I'm going to go into a high school soccer, and it's, like, no deal. Like, I'm already, like... Yeah, like, you know, I was already, I was getting into it. Right. And then I had this game. The ASO game. And the Let ASO me, tell, game. Tell us, like, walk us through that. What ended up happening? Um, uh, it was just, I just went in for a slide tackle, and I guess I went, I dove in way too much into the ground. Instead of sliding, like, side to side, I slowed into the ground. So my cleats got stuck to the ground. The heel part? I, yeah, my heel part got stuck to the ground. I pushed forward, and it just did a clean snap, like, went forward, like, Tah! And at first, I thought I broke my ankle. I was like, I cannot feel my foot. I cannot feel my foot. It's horrible. Yeah. And I started screaming and stuff. People were just like didn't know what to do. The ambulance came. They like they had to put like some like plastic sheet under my leg. So they had to lift up my leg. Just with them lifting my leg up, I was just screaming. And then like they put like that plastic thing. They like wrap yeah. around your leg, and then they start pumping air into it. So when they're pumping air into it, like my leg is just like this, and then it just goes straight like, oh, and so it just hurts Damn. so bad. And I remember at the time is when I really discovered about Drake. So I was, and so in the ambulance, in the amb, in the ambulance, they told me, oh, do you know anything you rec like remember you recognize you know just say it over and over so you could just take like you know you don't focus on the pain and like you know so that's what the paramedics study yeah focus so on something so I just started life. rapping the song headlines by Drake over and over and over and over and I was just like oh my god like this is kind of actually helping so like you know I had to go through that you know. When I went to the hospital, they said they had to break my leg in a certain way again in order for it to, like, actually, like, clear and actually attach together. Okay. Like, you're going to go to sleep. I was like, no, I'm not. I'm in so much pain. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm not going to go to sleep. Then I was out. And the next thing I know, I got a cast for my toes all the way up to my groin. I got a full leg cast. And then I just woke up with, like, this scorching pain in my shin. You know, I got a full leg cast, and I'm just, like, thinking, like, damn, like, everything's over. It's horrible, you know, like. 
That shit, like, can, it, can I even play after this? And then, so, like, a whole year I missed my freshman year of soccer. Damn. You know, I went I went from, I went to Alhambra, and then I was just like, you know what? I'm going to change schools. <laughs> I don't want to be known as that kid. <laughs> so I ended up changing to Covina High School. Mm. You know, but that rehab for that, you know, honestly, like, I wasn't, I was just not able to go. My, like, my parents worked a lot. It was in, like, in another city. I only went there, like, maybe two or three times. I, I remembered the exercises, and I just did them at home. I was walking with crutches everywhere. I took the bus, even with my broken leg, you know? I, I was, hey, that's what I had to do, you know? Like, no one's, no one's not going to do anything for me. I rehabbed on my own, checked back with the doctor, and he, and he was like, hey, like, so we talked to the rehab center, and he just said you should stop going. I was just like, I couldn't go. And then they did an x-ray on it. And and then the doctor said like, wow, well, it seems that your bone is, your bone and like everything else in your leg is just top notch. Like you did it all yourself. Like, you know, like. So you rehab by yourself. Yeah, I I rehab by myself and I made it better than ever. So like now I'm just like, I'm not even afraid of going to a tackle. I mean, before I was, yeah, within like a couple months of going back into soccer and stuff. I remember the first time I played soccer and like my 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 right leg is like a toothpick and my left leg is just like <laughs> all strong and stuff, you know, because that's my left leg was supporting me for the whole year, basically. Yeah. Like every other month, like my cast was just getting shorter and shorter and shorter. And then right when I had the cast, when it was just under my knee to my toe, I was just like, yeah, we're getting places, yeah. you know, we're going somewhere. Okay. I, and then I got a pink cast. <laughs> it was awesome. I asked you guys both, like, what do you guys want to talk about? And you really wanted to touch upon, like, basically injuries, right? Every athlete, we all get injuries. And sometimes it could get discouraging. I mean, I've had multiple injuries. I'm actually going through an injury right now myself. But throughout that process, can you just tell me your mindset? Because you told me that, you know, you're going to rehab, but then you can't do it. So you're just like, you know, nobody's going to help me out. I have to do it myself, right? So tell me about that process and that mentality going in. Like, you know, you want to get back to 100%. Honestly, like, shout out to Kobe Bryant. You know, you got to be, you want to be, RIP Mamba. You know, you just got to, you got to want to be a better you every day. Just because, just on that simple basis, like, you know, yes, I was injured physically. Kobe just really tried to, like, he just tried to inspire people mentally, I feel like. You know, of course you got to push yourself, like, that's a must. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's just, like, how are you going to push yourself? So, like, me, just, like, Kobe, like, inspiring me, saying, like, you got to be a better you every day. Don't give up. You know, like, there's people counting on you, whether if you think it's true or not, like, people want you to succeed, like, to succeed in whatever you want to do. Mm-hmm. And with, with that being said, like, just, like, the whole motivation part of it, it was just, like, you know what? I'm gonna come back better. I'm gonna come back stronger, because like an end, like yes, I was injured physically, but like you know, I was injured mentally too. You know, like mm. miss out a whole year of soccer after all that high, right? You're like playing. Yeah, so I'm much. playing so much. You're on this high, and then in one second, it just goes away. That's the worst, right? Yeah, for a whole year, man, just a whole year. You know, there's all these opportunities that pass by, you know, I was going to go to Dallas. I was going to go like to different States to play. I got a couple of clubs checking in on me. And like that following year, my dad wanted me to go to either Cathedral or Salesian because I had teammates also that I played club with. They saw like, you know, like, yeah, I'm a ball player. Like I was a ball player. And, but with that, they were just like, I don't think we could send you to Salesian no more, you know, like coming up on this high and all of a sudden that happens. 
it could really mess you up, not just physically, but just mentally more so. Yeah, right? so, like, yeah. on the mental side of things, it was just, like, I let so many opportunities pass, and I'm, like, it was my fault, but it kind of wasn't, you know? Like, I, I couldn't just control it. Just, it just happened, you know? It just... Like, having that, like, kind of just rewind in your mind all the time, like, damn, like, you, like, you really messed up the whole year. You kind of, like, in a way, I kind of felt like a whole, I, like, I lost a whole year of life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I wasn't really able to you play Because especially as injuries, what if I didn't? That what if starts to happen? Because yeah. in high school, I ended up messing up. I tore my MCL. So then it was a tackle that I went into. And it always, it pretty much took out my whole senior season after that. thing that I always would play is like, what if I didn't go into that tackle? What if, and it just starts messing with your mentality, but it's just eventually, it's like, you know, it just Life, happens, you know, it happens, it. right? Things mm-hmm. aren't always going to be perfect, right? Injury is just part of how, you know, as athletes, that's just going to happen, right? It's a risk you take. Yeah, but you see, like, but then me going into things, are like, you know what, I want to be a better me. Mm-hmm. What's another positive I could take out of this? Mm. So you flip so a year, So a year or two passes, right? I'm meeting new friends. I go to a new high school. You know what? Whole nother city. Now I got friends in a bunch of different cities now. And I'm like, wow. Like, you know, like, uh, if I never broke my leg, I wouldn't have met some of, like, my best friends that mm-hmm. I had today. You know, like, one of my f- first friends I had, his name's Kevin. Shout out to Kevin. He's still one of my best friends to this day. Like, to this day, you know, uh-huh. like, it's been over, like... Like probably like seven, eight years now. One of my right. best friends, right. and you would have never had met him. Yeah, I would have never met for that injury. Yeah, right. and then on top of that, I probably would have never even been here. Oh, really? <laughs> I would have never like known like you guys. Either. You can see. I like to say this all the time. It's like when you're in that darkest moment on your time, it's really hard to see what's gonna go forward. Yeah. But looking back, all the dots connect. Right. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, well, that's why it happened. It was meant for me to be here now. Right. Yeah. So, you know, like, there's, like, yin and yang, you know, there's, you know, there's good in the bad, and there's bad in the good. Mm -hmm. But you know what? I want to see more good in the bad. Mm. And, like, you know, just flipping the whole script, and I'm just like, yeah, like, there's so much positives that came out of here. I met good friends, good colleagues, you know, I got some of my best friends in this room, too, you know, like, it's, it's sick, you know, like. Yeah, I mean, like, maybe uh, I didn't break my leg. I went to Salesian. I go play D1, D2 school. And then, like, you just never know. Right, right, like, right. But now I'm here. I'm blessed, you know. And I, I like I like my life right now, Definitely. you know. Definitely. Now I'm, I feel like I'm better than ever, okay. you know. You guys kind of first freshman year kind of went through a little roadblock. Yeah, kind of come Our out of question that. Our freshman year was Okay, freshman year is pretty whack. And then, okay, let's see. Now, sophomore year starts to come around. Let rest of your high school career. Yeah, all right. Well, sophomore year comes around for me. I basically have to start new, but I'm no longer in honors classes. I dropped them all. I was like, I'm not doing this. Like, mm-hmm. I, I can't, even if I wanted, because I got all Fs freshman year. So throughout my years in sophomore, junior, senior, I had to do summer school and adult school, which was a pain in the butt. Yeah. I played again my sophomore year. I got to play varsity. It was a good year. I played with a lot of ballers that, were, that I was supposed to play with in freshman year. We made it to CIF. But we played against, I think it was Coronado High School or something okay. like that. They were undefeated with zero goals against. Whew. 
Yeah. One of the guys that played with him, he was like 16, 17 year old. 17 year old. I, I had a Markham. Okay. He played for LA Galaxy. <laughs> so he was insane. Uh, we locked him down, though. I locked him down. I was okay. so proud of myself. Right. He was like a 6'2 white boy. And I was Ooh. like, nope, nope. I don't care who you are. I'm yeah. locking you down. This is easier than homework. <laughs> he didn't score everyone else scored they beat us like 8-1 <laughs> but, but, but we were the only school that scored on them that year Oh, they okay. literally won state without getting scored on wow they were insane they wow. were good they were crazy they were decent and first half we were actually tied 1-1 really second half they came back with a vengeance wow yeah they were solid but it was an exciting experience, and that's basically where my sophomore year led me. It was okay. cool. It was nice to be back out there. I was happy. Life yeah. was good. Way better than your freshman year. Oh, yeah, dude, because I got to play. Yeah. You know? I got to play. I was playing on, like... School was getting better a little bit? I was finishing school, you know? Okay. I was getting done. I wasn't on honors anymore, so I didn't have right. to worry about it. Right. And then, basically, graduate. I played that year. Junior year comes around. The funny thing is, I ended up being in AP classes and I was passing them so I was like okay. I might as well have just done it for my freshman year yeah yeah so it was done with it's me that's more of a mentality thing yeah it, right? I, I was just stubborn there was a lot of other stuff going on in my life and I just couldn't juggle it all so I mean, I was, that's crazy like right now like at the moment you're getting your masters yes and looking back it's like I never knew you would be someone that actually didn't really like school and was struggling with school yeah, I mean, I wasn't necessarily struck because I've always been bright. Right. Like, school's easy for me. Uh-huh. That's why my parents are pissed at me because I just didn't want to. I was being stubborn. Like, mm-hmm. I was just definitely being like, it's my way or the highway. Okay. Trying to, like, I guess, exert my dominance and then individualize myself from my family. And just mm-hmm. like, this is what I want to do. And this is what I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. I should have been smarter about it, but, I mean, okay. you pay for it. And then junior and senior year, you're finishing out. Tell me a little bit about that real so, quick about your high school. Junior year, I'm finishing up the classes that I failed from freshman year. Um, my junior year was horrible. We had these like cool coaches. They were from Trinidad Tobago. It's okay. like one of the Caribbean so new coaching islands. staff. New, yeah, every year I had a different coaching staff. Really? It was kind of annoying. Huh. So there was never like a program that was pushing and we were developing in a certain way. Everyone came in and just brought their new ideas. That was just frustrating. But junior year, like, I was assigned captain. It was our worst year of my four years because we didn't make CIF that year. It was kind of... It, it was a bad year for us. So every year, I guess, for high school, where you guys wanted, like, top teams that were trying to compete for them. At least you guys went to CIF. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> my freshman year, we were solid. We, we were supposed to win league, and we could have won CIF, but our goalie broke his leg, and then one of our top players, he was actually supposed to go to UCLA. Wow. But he had drug problems, and he was a partier, like, so he just didn't focus. Mm. But he was solid. And we It was crazy, because my freshman year... Out of the 11 starters, eight were lefties. So we had a team of wow. lefties. Yeah, it was that make, I mean, lefties, you just, it's like that extra secret sauce that makes you better. Yeah, it's harder to defend <laughs> against harder to defend people, people, lefties. Don't, yeah, people don't understand how to. But yeah, my junior year, that happened. Senior year, again, captain. We played a solid year. My Our first half, because you play every school twice. Our first half, we right. were undefeated. We okay. were just on fire. I was playing CDM. Typically, I played on the back line. Okay. But my senior year, I played CDM. Okay. And I was a top goal scorer in my school. As a CDM? As a CDM. Woo! With 12 goals, bro. I wow. was I was on fire okay. that year. Okay. Yeah. But we ended up, like, what? Third in our league? Yeah. The was sec- Sergio Ramos going up the field? <laughs> yeah, it was cool, bro. I, felt, I was like, dude, I'm definitely getting a scholarship after this. Because my, yeah. my coach was an old coach of Cal State LA. So he was like, oh, I'll get you in. You know? So, yeah, you're starting your junior, senior year, right? If you're, if you're doing good, you're starting to... Now you're starting to think about playing college, right? That's yeah. the next step usually, right? Yeah. You, 
Okay. For most players, like, right. definitely you're gonna go like, oh, mm-hmm. my next step is college. So mm-hmm. my senior, year, I was like, well, I'm going to Castellay, I'm ball out. And I thought my coach was gonna help me connect with them, but he didn't because he sent me to a trial. I did it. I did all right. I I felt I did well enough to get on the team or at least get another trial. Mm-hmm. And nothing. But you know, balled out senior year. Did what I had to do. It didn't work out the way I wanted. And then my next step was just community college. My sophomore year, I feel like my sophomore year, you're coming back from this big injury, right? Yeah. And this is your next step, so, okay. And then sophomore, sophomore year, year, like, I was, soccer was just life. Just getting average grades enough to me, for me to play, honestly. Uh-huh. And I was just on top. Like, I'd bring weights to school. I'd bring extra clothes. I'd work out at lunchtime, at brunch, whenever okay. I could. This was sophomore year. At a different school, you know. Like, I was known as a soccer guy. Okay. But, you know, I still fit in with, like, everyone. And I was nice to everyone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We had some good players. <laughs> Eddie, we had this guy who was, like, six foot two. You know, he was good. He was a lefty. Okay. And we had Rudy that was playing for the Golden State Academy. Okay. He was good. Mm-hmm. We had a really good team. So, have some solid, like, club players playing. Yeah, players, we had so. some solid okay. solid club players. Okay. And, like, we just... It was... Ugly. <laughs> ugly. I don't even know what our record was, but I think we won at least like maybe two, three games. Okay, same way on the bottom half. So yeah, we're at the bottom, you know? It's like How was we that? had a good team and uh-huh. then like and then like mid season we started losing the players due to grades and it was just getting more and more ugly. Yeah. Yeah, but junior year was kind of pretty bad too. But <laughs> but the thing was, we were a little bit better. Okay. We got a little bit better. We got guys that actually wanted to come out and play. You uh-huh. know, we're doing good. Uh-huh. And then my senior year came in. I don't know. Like it was weird. Like everyone that wanted to really play ball, we actually came together. Really, our team was known was not known for soccer uh-huh. at all. Preseason, we started off kind of bad, and then we picked it up. And as soon as season started. We were just winning. We were just on a good streak. Nice. Until the last game. It was literally the championship game for league. So keep in mind, we are not known for soccer. We never, like, you at least need to be, like, what, like, top three, I think, to go to CIF? Yeah. You need to be at least top three to go to CIF. To get a playoff spot. Yeah. Yeah. Third place is typically wild card. Okay. Yeah. So, oh, yeah, my junior, we got fourth place. Oh, you know, so we're, we're we went from like I think we're last place, and now we're like like fourth place. You know, we're almost we almost made it. You know, we're okay. Right, right, right. That was my junior year, but my senior year, we're doing good. And then it comes down to literally the last game. Whoever wins this last game is wins all the marbles. They win. We win our whole conference. Okay. So we play against Nogales. Which no, is, Gallus High School. So what? What? What tier? Are they? Top. Oh, they're teams. always they're, top. They're, they're, they're yeah, they're the top two, okay. top. Three. Yeah, they're always top. Okay. And so then, with that in mind, like we we had like the game of our lives. Okay. You know, we had the game of our lives, and then as soon as that last whistle blew, we made CIF. We made history. Wow. We we're the first actually go to playoffs. We have made a playoffs. Not only that, we won a conference. You did. Yeah, we won a conference. Nice. You know, wow, like, we, we're good. Like, this we're, is your, this is your this last my, year. my last yeah. year. We'll get, we go to CIF. We play quarters against, like, some, like, technology academy or something like that. We blow them out, like, I think, like, 4 0 or 5 0. I don't know. Uh-huh. I, I think I scored that game, too. And, you know, and I was going through a breakup too. You know, <laughs> my breakup. You know, made made me want it even listen, more. Listening a little bit of Drake too. We're not listening. Same. 
He played a bunch of big white troncos. <laughs> they were just big and physical. And then us, we're a bunch of small Hispanic kids. <laughs> we just, I think we lost like maybe 2-0 or 3-0. But I, I had one of like my best games. I was just literally running, literally running through them. Uh-huh. You know, I got a yellow card because I was rough enough to keep her. And then he, the goalkeeper got a yellow card, too, because he was yelling in my face. And, you know, like, I was just like, damn. Like, we actually made it this far. High school was okay. I feel like if I would have never broke my leg, I could have been a lot better. But at the same time, like, I was just like, dang. Like, I was a part of history for the school. Mm-hmm. And you get all these experiences, too. And all yeah, you know, we're, you know, we got recognition from our school, from the city. Okay. It was awesome, you nice. know. A couple of our players made all league, and you know, for me, like I was just a utility player. I would, I was playing on the defensive line. I was playing up top. I trained with you. You go everywhere. Yeah, I just, you're everywhere. Yeah, I just yeah. train, like train, and I just play <laughs> anywhere. And like, if I if if I'm able to be on the team at the starting eleven, it just doesn't matter where I play. At least yeah. I'm out in the starting eleven. Yeah, definitely. So it was cool. It was a good experience. In your back of your mind, did you always think, okay, I'm going to still play soccer moving forward? Like, you know? Oh, yeah. I just didn't know where I was headed. Okay. You know, I looked into college soccer. I, like, the coach liked me, but then I didn't really want to go out there. What school was that? Were you looking at? Rio Hondo. Okay. That's a local community college. Yeah. Yeah, in Whittier. Okay. But then when I actually first tried to actually, like, be a part of the team, the coach didn't like me because he told me I didn't work hard enough. All the other... (laughs) Players were like, we want you on the team. You're like, you you just have this creativity. You know, it's different. You're not, you don't play stiff. You don't play, like, the way, like, these coaches want you to because all these coaches, American coaches, they just want you to run, 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 run. It's more physical. Yeah. And then me, it's just like, no, nah, like, it's not just about that, you know. Like, some, some of the best players do the most little running yeah. in the game. Like, Messi, Messi don't run. He don't run. I'm not saying I'm no Messi. But, like, you know, like, especially in American soccer, they think you have to be, like, this crazy athlete, 6'2", bench yeah. 225. Like, but in soccer, it's very different, you know? It's, like... It's more intelligent, soccer yeah, IQ. Yeah. You have soccer IQ, you're... I mean, the best player in the world, I think, is Messi. He's he's not that American thing that everybody talks about. He but he's, like, party. he just balls out all yeah. these, like, European Destroys players, everything. right? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you know. But going back, so then... So now we're finishing up high school. We're going into college. So what's that playing out for you guys? Well, for me, I just never played college. I just played. I just went straight to club. Okay. And then I went to Mexico. I went to Costa Rica. I went to uh, play a little bit in Guatemala as mm-hmm. well. So, you know, I was getting these experiences of different near like Central America, which was awesome. You know, right. like in Costa Rica, like they play really precise, okay. but they don't do a lot of running. In Guatemala, they run a lot, but they don't play with a lot of technique. Wow, so that's, that's how I was seeing it, you know, yeah. like just. And then when I played in Mexico, they were just physical, right. and they only had like maybe one or two players that actually had that finesse on them. Right, right. So everyone else just worked around them. Okay, so you actually d- decided to travel and find a team that way, because there's so many. Ways I don't really find a team like if I, uh-huh. I didn't find a permanent team, but like I spent like like a couple months like training, just training with them. Okay. You know, I was out there, right. came back, played UPSL, and then I. Uh, the first UPSL team that I actually played with was with to was Los Angeles Roma. Okay, LA Roma. Yeah, Los that's Angeles a, that's Roma. a local UPSL team here in LA. Yeah, yeah. it's it, everything was based in Beverly Hills, so I'd always make the drive over here. But that's and a it was cool. that's a far drive from where you're at. 
Yeah. Especially with the traffic. Carpool with the homies, yeah, you know, like it was cool. You're taking the 60 down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like, uh, just doing that, you know, getting closer with, you know, new friends, making new, more new friends, more new colleagues, you know, it was cool. You know, like one friend that actually like made me welcome was my friend Duncan Bokikio. Okay. You know, I love yeah, that yeah, guy. He's yeah, an awesome yeah. guy. And I guess I was with the right team at first because once uh, our coach, Georgie Hirschstab, he was like, hey, you know, one of my one of my friends is Alessandro Del Piero. Do you know who that is? I was like, of course I know who that <laughs> is. He, he, he won the, the World Cup in 2006. Right. He's an Italian icon. He won the Serie A. He has like one of the most appearances. And I think he has one of the most goals for Juventus. Wow. Yeah, that's yeah. where Cristiano Ronaldo plays. Right, 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 right. right. He's like an so Italian like, legend. Basically. Yeah, so yeah. I spent a couple seasons with Roma okay. until it finally happened. We changed into Los Angeles 10. Los mm-hmm. Angeles 10 was just like, whoa, like this is really happening. You know, I met Alessandro for the first time and I'm just like, whoa, we're really going to do a yeah. project like this. Yeah. It was awesome. That's crazy. We went into our first uh, season and we went undefeated. Uh-huh. We, went, we, had, we only had like yeah you guys had that like I mean in social media it was like blowing up you guys are blowing oh, up oh yeah and then I was playing at Santa Monica's looking at teams and I see this little redhead like on a like a full on commercial set <laughs> and I'm like what is going on with this team right literally yeah like, you guys go on this undefeated season you guys do super well and like it just stuck with a lot of guys you know like a lot of guys like mo- like just got more motivated and stuff you know okay. we are pushing for pro- like we pushed for promotion that's what we did Playing pro premiere, I mean, I feel like it was just more of a learning experience. We didn't get too far. It was a brand new team. We needed to connect with uh, our teammates more, you know, like, and like some of our teammates barely even spoke English. (laughs) Some of them just spoke a different language. Mm -hmm. It was hard to connect with them. Yeah. But it was cool. Like, we all came together and like, they're still working to this day. You know, LA10's a really good club. Yeah. UPSL. So tell me a little bit about that UPSL league, right? So it's... It's kind of like a semi-professional league that's really big out here in L.A. Uh, not in L.A., just in America in general, right? Yeah. And it's like, it's if you want to take... I think they actually now considered it like the fourth division. Fourth division? Yeah. Just the fourth division. UPSL compared to collegiate level, I think collegiate level is way more physical. Hmm. UPSL is Different way more styles. technical. Yeah. yeah. Like, you know, there was like, when we played against other teams, you know, like, there were just there were some teams that were just really technical, mm-hmm. but like us, we were very technical and we were physical as well. Okay. So like we we right. kind of had that package. So in high school, right in your mind, you wanted to become pro. Is that was that like were you trying to pursue uh, a contract in a way? Yeah, I mean like of course it's everyone aspires. Right? Everyone aspires to be like you know the best player. They want to be the most outstanding player. Mm-hmm. You know of course, but for me, now like my whole plans have changed. Now I have to experience to play. Overseas, I had the chance to play over here in a couple so of different states. Costa Rica, states. where else did you go? Guatemala. Guatemala. Uh, Mexico. You went to Mexico, you just came back from yeah, Mexico. Yeah, I just came, actually came back from Mexico. Yeah. So, during that whole high school, instead of taking that collegiate route, you actually took the I just went, I just, trials and stuff like that. Yeah, I just okay. wanted to get better, you know? Okay. Like, I didn't like the soccer out here, mm-hmm. so I want to go experience it somewhere else. Right, right. And there's no, like, you know, like, people think that the collegiate route is, like, the best route. I mean... You know, it, it just depends on the type of person. You know, sometimes, like, some players, they don't like school, but they know they could ball out, so they just go play a club. Mm-hmm. You know, and there's some players that, you know, like, they could actually do the student-athlete life, you know? Like, they want to just be a role player, they want to get their education, but they want to get the experience, too. Mm-hmm. I've had this experience to go play overseas, I've had the experience to play in different states, 
play with a lot of good players, like a lot of good players. Mm-hmm. You know, that what made that's what made me like like my play style, that's the way I play. And now like I actually do wanna I wanna play at collegiate level. Okay. Yeah. So now you're trying to go back into the collegiate level. Yeah, because okay. now that I now that I know what it really takes to be like top notch. Right. You know, like I have an idea. But like now that I have a really good sense of direction, like uh what path like, to yeah, take. Like, yeah, what path to, to take, how to how like where to go, like how to study, you know, like now I wanna I wanna actually be a student athlete, you know. Okay. Actually I can get actually get a degree eventually. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. Like now me, I just wanna get my degree. I wanna help awesome. I wanna help people. Okay. Definitely. You know? Awesome, awesome. So that's where you're trying to head right now. I know Luis, let's talk to you a little bit. Finishing up your high school season. Um, you're looking at college teams, right? And then what's that process like after? Well, there's something I left off that I wanted to kind of okay. touch on. Yeah, so yeah. my senior year of high school, we were playing against the school, and I go for a slide tackle. My friend sent me a through ball, okay. and the ball was between me and the keeper, and the keeper was coming out, and I was like, the only way I'm reaching this ball is if I reach for it. So I went for the slide tackle. The keeper went for the slide tackle. We kind of like crashed into each other, and the ball popped up in the air. And I guess I used the momentum of the crash to kind of just spring my body forward with uh-huh. my spine or something. And then I just, with the adrenaline, I just sprung back up, took the ball in and scored. Okay. I felt a pinch in my spine. And I was like, okay, this is weird. Like, I feel a little off. So I took a week off and I was like, oh, I'm just going to rest for a bit. Went back. We played against Covina High School, actually, okay. the, the following game. And I scored a 40-yard banger. So I scored a 40-yard banger and I do a flip. And I land, and I hurt my back. So you celebrate. Yeah. Because it was like five minutes in the game. Right. I was just like, yeah. And I do a flip, and I land, and it hurts my back. And I was like, I got to get off the field. So I walked off, and I had to rest for a while. I went to like a chiropractor. I got a couple of uh, sessions, people taking care of me. And I just kept playing through. But I did feel that it held me back. Like, my injury wasn't letting me play to my full potential. Mm, so you weren't 100%. Yeah, after that, like, I can even see, like, I threw that team on my back. You know, I was a CDM. I was scoring the most goals. Like, mm. for a CDM to score the most goals, more than your forward, like, you're on fire, you know? Yeah. I was on fire. Yeah. I wasn't able to throw the team on my back the way I could before. Because my, my fitness wasn't as high. Like, I rely a lot on my fitness okay. because I can outrun most, if not everyone. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm just going to run circles. Mm-hmm. Run. Speed and stamina. You know where your strengths are. And yes, to that and strength. Like, exactly. I'm like, I'm just going to use my strengths right. to do that. I was very much a physical player, okay. not necessarily a technical player, okay. but I knew how to use it. I finished my senior year with the injury. You know, we did what we did. We went to CIF. We played what we could, but my back would always just kind of hurt me. But I powered through. I didn't get any offers to university, so I ended up going to a community college. Okay. And Where did you end up? I was supposed to go to Rio. They weren't organized, so I was like, nah, forget about it. So I ended up going to Fullerton College. Okay. So I went to go play out there, and I tried out, made the team. That's the that's a junior college. Mm-hmm. At JC. Um, yeah. It's right down the street from Hope and Cal State Fullerton. Okay. So I went to play there. I was 17 years old at the time. Wow. And okay. I was supposed to be starting off as their, their right back. Okay. But as practice was going along, and I was just putting in the work, my, my back did the same thing. Like, it, it started to hurt. And it was just during a warm-up. Like, we were just doing a simple warm-up, and I took a step, and I just felt a shock go down from my foot all the way to my spine. And I was like, this is weird. And then I had to take a couple weeks off, but the coach didn't really like it. Like, he was like, why are you taking weeks off? And I was was being immature. Like, I should have been going to practice Uh just to support and be there, but I wouldn't go. Like, I would go hang out with my friends and my my girlfriend at the time because 
I never had that experience because I was always so focused on soccer. Mm -hmm. So I never really spent too much time with my friends. Mm -hmm. And I got this time. I was like, well, I'm hurt. Why am I going to just sit there and watch people and torture right. myself? Right, right. I'm going to go do something that helps me, like, cope. My yeah. friends were helping yeah, me yeah, cope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I get it. Like, my responsibility was to the team and I should have been doing uh -huh. But that rubbed the coach the wrong way and he never really played me. Like, I never really. After that. And I never was able to come back 100, mm -hmm. you know? I would continuously try to play and... I just couldn't. It was never... My, my body couldn't do it. And I was weightlifting a lot during that time. Because at the end of my senior year, I got into weightlifting. Okay. And I'm kind of built for that kind of stuff. Okay. Like, more than soccer, I would say. Okay. Just because I'm more of a grinder than I'm a finesse type of person. Okay. But I love soccer more. Way yeah. better sport. <laughs> my freshman year of college, I didn't get to play. I didn't really do school because I was injured, so I was kind of depressed at the time. I got into substances. I broke up with my ex at the time because I did things that I shouldn't have done. And it was just a lot. So I kind of threw a lot of things into the trash and just ruined my own life in a sense. I didn't really ruin it, but I just took a different route. Mm -hmm. And I took a year or two off of soccer, like playing really. I would okay. play maybe once a week on a Saturday, Saturday league, but it wasn't the same, you know. I so just, not really competitive anymore? No, nah, it's like okay. my friends made a Sunday league team and we would just play and do our thing, yeah. And I, I couldn't push my body that much, so I was never truly trying to push it. Like, I could weightlift for some reason, but I couldn't really run. I was given an opportunity to go play for Mount Sac. So Mount Sac is one of the best. I was in the soccer class one day because I went to Fullerton College, dropped out from there, and then I went to Mount Sac because my friends went to Mount Sac. Okay. My closest friends, we were, just, we were like, we had got to go back to school. Mm -hmm. like, what are we doing with ourselves? Right, right, right. So we go back, and then I was in the soccer class, and one of the coaches for the soccer class was like, well, I'm a coach for the team. You should come try out. Like, I'll get your spot. I like you. I want you on the team. I was like, okay. I went, and they didn't choose me for the team. And I was like, okay, well, I didn't make it, whatever. They was like, oh, you're not fit enough. And I was like, what do you mean I'm not fit enough? I've been running this whole time. I can keep running. Mm -hmm. You're not giving me a chance. Like, what are you? This doesn't make sense. Like, uh -huh. your statement is invalid. Yeah. I was really pissed off, but I wasn't going to argue with them. Yeah. So I go home, and then I started working. So I made my work schedule. And then a week later, they call me, and they're like, oh, no, I want you on the team. Like, can you play for us? And I was like, dude, you just told me I couldn't. Like, I, I already made my school schedule. I already made my work schedule. Like, what am I supposed to do? Like, I can't switch my schedule around for both of them. School, the classes are already taken. Mount Sac's impacted as it is. Mm -hmm. got to get me the school classes that I need. Mm -hmm. And work, I just started working here. I can't just be changing my schedule. Right. So, honestly, in hindsight, I should have just said, screw it. I want to play soccer. I'll drop or do whatever I have to do to play. Because you have the opportunity yeah, to get, but get the phone call. I was thinking in a very, like, practical manner. Very, mm -hmm. like, oh, I need to work and go to school. You can do that for the rest of your life really dude just follow your dreams Jason like, mm -hmm. you're, you're gonna regret not doing what you need to do for your dreams more than you're gonna appreciate doing the right thing per mm -hmm. se I couldn't play my back kept hurting and then eventually it got to a point where I did hurt my back pretty bad because I was I would play at BLD which is a indoor soccer facility in Covina okay big league dreams and I would love playing indoor there, and it was pretty cool. It's seven on seven. But one day I was playing, and I, I felt a pinch in my back. Ooh. Same thing that I felt when I was playing in college. But this time, I go home. I lie in bed. I couldn't get out of bed. I couldn't move. I was like, what the heck? I started screaming for my dad. I was like, dad, dad, dad. And he comes in. He's like, what's wrong? He's like, I can't move. He's like, what do you mean you can't move? I'm like, I can't get up. Like, I'm stuck in this position. Like, laying down. Like, I really, I can move my arms. But I can't move my lower body or my extremities. Like wow. it's it's weird. That's scary. Yeah, I was scared as hell. I was like, 
I just ended up going to physical therapy, doing everything I had to do. The physical therapist was like, honestly, it's because you're putting too much stress on your body. Like, you play too much soccer and you weightlift too much. Like, even though I wasn't playing competitively, like, I exercise a lot because mm. it's my favorite thing to do. Yeah. So I was pushing myself too much. I have that tendency to, like, overtrain all the time. And I don't stop until I'm injured. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm just, I've suffered an injury that was almost possibly a hernia this week. <laughs> because of the same exact thing so I never learn you know yeah, yeah. some things you just yeah. die hard with them <laughs> they told me you keep weightlifting you might be paralyzed like you're gonna end up snapping your spine and that's it you gotta snap a nerve or cut a nerve and that's a wrap like you're wow. not gonna be walking wow so I was like oh so I should stop weightlifting they're like probably I'm like okay I kind of found a way around that okay it's like oh I can't weightlift but I can do calisthenics huh like body weight. I was I asked them like how does body weight do it's like push ups, pull ups, like honestly, because it's your own weight, like you get to control it and it's not a lot of stress on your body. It's actually really good for your joints and your tendons and ligaments. They're like, that's actually a healthy way to do it. Like, that's smart of you. I'm like, Okay, well I'm gonna start doing that. Uh-huh. So I got into that for a year or two and I got pretty fit and people were telling me like, dude, you still weight lift? Because I got pretty yoked off just body weight alone. I'm yeah. like, No, dude, like you can get huge off pull ups and push ups and right, stuff. Right, it's right. crazy. Right, right, right. And my back pain went away. So wow. I was like, cool. And I was able to play soccer at a higher level. Like, slowly I was seeing my progression go up and up and up. And I got into the UPSL, okay. SoCal Troops. Okay. I met a lot of my Hope players that I play with now at the university there. Okay. So it was a cool experience. And I saw myself progressing. And I was like, I kept pushing myself more and more because I didn't feel the pain. And I got excited. And things just started lining up from there. Like, more soccer opportunities came up. I mean... The reason I go to Hope right now, the university that I play at, was because I was invited to go play indoor with them. Mm-hmm. The coach liked me, and we just went from there. He wow. gave me a scholarship to play there. I'm doing my master's at the moment. I'm the, I just got assigned as captain. So it just fell into place once my body was able to, to get back into rhythm. Uh-huh. So that was my journey, journey from college. Where into, you got to Hope. Okay. Yeah, yeah, tell me a little bit about Hope, because I know that's a really exciting program that you guys have right now. Yeah. You played one season with them already, right? Yeah, I okay. played last season. It wasn't the best season of my life. Okay. Definitely. Was tell me that uh, Tell me that collegiate experience. I want to hear that from you a little bit more. Because there's a lot of people, I'm sure, that's probably watching this video that want to play at that collegiate level. So mm-hmm. can you t- touch upon like, how playing college, being a captain, right? Yeah. So what is that responsibility like, You know, being a student athlete as well, mm-hmm. right? Well, I, I'd have to say that when I went to Fullerton College, it was kind of demoralizing because I couldn't play so I didn't really care about school mm-hmm. but I guess during that time that I didn't go there and I just focused on school after that to transfer to Cal State Fullerton because I did get my undergrad okay. before I went to Hope right. and you got your undergrad in psychology, psychology. Yeah. so I really got to work with the mind so yeah. I understand now like the mind exactly. and the process Mindset. and emotions yeah. so that's helped me overcome a lot okay. because I think a lot of people would give up at a certain point they would just be like what's the point you know but I just love the sport mm-hmm. and I'm stubborn like when I like mm-hmm. something I'm like I'm going mm-hmm. for it yeah. Nothing's going to stop me. Yeah. So there was a four to five year period where I didn't play competitive soccer. From yeah. when I was 17 at Fullerton College, I started playing with Hope at the age of 24. So wow. that's a seven year period <laughs> where I didn't play competitive soccer. And then you decided to get your degree instead. Yeah. Okay. I, and during that time, I got my undergrad okay. at Cal State Fullerton okay. for psychology. But that's seven years where most people would be like, you didn't play for seven years, why are you going to go back to college and play? I really had no intention of going back to college and play. This opportunity just 
a period. I didn't even know you could get your masters and play <laughs> yeah. as long as you didn't play beforehand. Yeah. So I was like, oh, dope. I have a couple years that I can use uh-huh. to play soccer. Uh-huh. The opportunity came up. Now, playing at Hope, like, I came in hot. Like, I was ready. I was like, I'm going to be the captain as soon as I walk on. I'm going to lead this whole place to victory. Yeah. We're going to win. <laughs> From here, I'm going to go either pro or play U- USL. I got a reality check real quick because I just couldn't pick up on the play style. I just couldn't pick up on the level, the pace, and everything. Okay. It was kind of weird. I think it was just in my own head. Uh-huh. But, I mean, I started, and I was their starter for most of the, all the games. Okay. I was one of the players with probably some of the most minutes. Okay. But my performance was horrible. Okay. Like, I know a lot of my teammates look at my technical abilities lower than what they are because of last year's performance. Mm. And I let them down in a lot of ways. And I was like, I'm better than this. Why didn't I not perform to my to my standard? Now I have to overcome it. That's why I've spent this whole quarantine training. And it's paid off because we had captains this last year, two or three, and they already graduated. So now we have a new set of players and we need new captains. I didn't necessarily step up to be captain. I stepped up to lead these guys into victory, in a sense, to yeah. bring these guys together. To, to, because I was like, quarantine, no yeah. one's going to be training. We got to push we ourselves. Need get sessions in. Yeah. yeah. So I was like, no one else is going to do it because our guys are really mature. So I was like, I'm going to take charge. And I know that my technical abilities and performance, like a lot of these guys don't respect me based on soccer. I, was like, I can't do anything about that except work hard and improve them differently this season. But no one can argue my leadership abilities, my ability to communicate, my ability to, to, to connect with people. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's my career, that's my job, and it's kind of an innate talent that I have. Mm-hmm. So I used my strengths in that to improve the team, and the coach really appreciated that, and he awarded me the position of captain. Awesome. I've just been training with the guys, getting them together, we've been doing captain's practice, and my level, I, I feel like, from last season, which was, what, in... We ended in November to now, which is August, so it's like... Almost a full year now. Nine months, yeah. ten month period. I've improved a lot, yeah. tremendously. Yeah. So I feel like I've earned my players' respect in various ways. various ways. So as a player and as a leader. So from this point on, I think we have a talented pool of players. I think that you have to work hard, work to your strengths, not give up in the face of adversity because a lot of things are going to happen but one you got to do what you love and, and enjoy it because when you do what you love you're going to reach great heights mm-hmm. like that's just it mm-hmm. because you're you're going to be all in mm-hmm. people are going to see it and things just work out you just got to trust that process right. it's like don't worry about where you're at right now like circumstance might be bad but like if you work hard in the future you can get to a place where you want to be yeah. Right? So it's all about work ethic. Yeah. And, and you don't always know where you're going to end up. Right. It's not always going to be where you want. But mm-hmm. you work hard, things are going to happen. Right. Like it's, it's, it's basic physics, you mm-hmm. know, like energy exchange. Like you put energy in, you're going to get energy Where out. you put your energy is where it grows. Mm-hmm. Exactly. exactly. So you work hard. And you may not, like a lot of people are like, oh, well, if I don't go pro, what's the point? I'm like, well, what do you mean what's the point? You, you develop this work ethic, discipline, you social network you you do what you love mental health is great physical health is great yeah these things are priceless way way more valuable exactly. than, than a than a full-time job exactly. that you'd probably be doing exactly. from nine to five yeah that that's crazy so that's the also the reason why i wanted to start this the whole point of achieving greatness is like 
it doesn't matter whatever platform, right? For us, it's soccer. Um, for my sisters, it's playing their instruments. It's basically their platforms. But in that process, in that journey of you trying to become the best version of yourself, there's so many just life experience and overall skill sets that you just learn that are just so priceless. And even if it doesn't work out, like... You can transition into whatever you want to do. For me, like this helped me so much when I started getting into business a lot more and entrepreneurship, right? And on top of that, I try to grow there and then you can bring it. That's why a lot of people, when they like to hire people, they like athletes. Why? Because they're worth ethic. It's just crazy, mm-hmm. right? Team bonding and leadership skills that they have. Exactly, definitely. So, you know, really exciting stuff. This, I guess this is where you're at currently. Um, looking forward now, I get your guys' um, insight on what you guys are doing currently at the moment and what you want to do in the future. Tell us how you guys are going to achieve your greatness. Stuck in quarantine right now, but that doesn't mean, you know, we're having any excuses, right? So how about let's pass this back to Fernie. I already got a plan in, in role right now, as of right now. Last week, I got laid off. It's a blessing and a curse. You know, uh, I need more income, but, you know, filed for unemployment. You know what? I'm actually in school as of right now. I'm a full-time student at Rio Hondo, and so I'm going to be taking that collegiate route that you're telling. Me. Yeah, and then I'm also going to be taking classes at Los Angeles City College. So I'm at two colleges right now. Trying to finish up your credits. Yeah, trying to finish up my credits just so then uh, for Which this program uh, are you gonna play? offers have expanded a, a little bit. Nice. Okay. You know, for me, it was to get into Hope. Hopefully, by the end of this whole pandemic, colleges are going to be playing again in. In this coming spring. We'll see, 2021. So I'm pretty sure that they're going to start in spring. They'll end, like, they're not going to have as much games as they did, like, previous. I got friends that, you know, are trying to ball up too. You know what? I could help them be their best big season, their breakout season. You know, I have all this time. You know, I could train with them. You know, I'm also... uh, I also have uh, clients on the side. You know, I'm training as well. Some younger, some younger guys. You know, they're putting in the work as well because high school starts up in, I think, this coming fall. Okay. And so for right now, yes, for me, it's just going to school full time, practicing almost every day. You know, I make I make the the route all the way from La Puente to the San Monica area because I have a lot of friends that are very aspiring to be like the better version of themselves, as in. The fact for uh for football right now. Right. So it's soccer in school right now. That's it. And then I got unemployment. Before the whole quarantine started, I was in contact with you. You actually tried out with a couple of pro teams, right? And you yeah, went to I had, uh, I went with uh with some semi pro teams. You oh, know, wow. like they were their third division teams, and like okay. they wanted me, and I was actually supposed to come go back. I in May. I was supposed to go back in May. Okay. But the whole pandemic went underway. You know what? I don't think it's the most... I don't think it's, like, the best idea to go into another country. I'm I'm just going to be racking up my, my credits. You know what? Everything's good. And thinking of it as a positive. People see college as in, like, oh, I got to do college in two years. And then uh, community college. And then I got to transfer. And then do another four, two, whatever it is. You're like, no. College basically just depends on... Nowadays, like, finishing it in four is pretty... I don't know. Yeah, finishing in four, yeah, that's, that's, that's like imp- a full time. Yeah, Especially if you're playing, cool. like, I, I play college soccer, and finishing in four years, especially playing competitive soccer, is 
pretty difficult. Yeah, yeah. Being a student athlete is yeah. just difficult, <laughs> indeed. You know, that's like it's a full time job. Basically. Yeah, they're, they're yeah. full time jobs. To, like, basically, I'm just going to be training till next summer. Uh-huh. You know, summer 2021. We'll see how everything. Turns and see, out. Uh, hopefully, the pandemic's over. You know what? I feel like you know, with all these opportunities coming back, you know, club soccer's coming back next uh, next year in the springtime as well. We'll just move on forward from that. You know, nice. plan is That's still enrolling. You know, I feel like I have my head in the right yeah. area, so it's all good. Yeah, and I've trained with you guys a couple of times at Lions Field. That's where we all met. I mean, you guys have an amazing, like, practice with the fields all open. You guys have great sessions, and it's really competitive and really good. So, yeah, you guys are on, on the right path, definitely. And then, Luis, I know Hope. We'll see how that season goes. And then that's basically what you're planning for. Uh, what are your plans for what? Yeah, I mean, just planning to do as much as we can with Hope, prepare for the season, you know, get my body ready as well. Uh, you guys play in the GSAC, right? Yeah, we're playing the GSAC. So Southern California teams. Yeah. yeah, supposedly it's one of the be- better leagues in yeah, all yeah. of NAA, but everybody says that about their league. You know? <laughs> but, I mean, I have high aspirations for us. I believe we can do great things. Nice. Also, with Fern, you know, we're doing STS, so we're starting our own little private coaching yes, that we're yeah, trying definitely. to get together. Yeah, talk to, a little bit about that. Yeah, what are you guys trying to do? Basically, long story short, help underprivileged kids. You know, people are charging exorbitant prices for these children that really yeah. can't afford it. Oh, and yeah. we live in a community where money is just not there, you know. Mm-hmm. And we wish we would have had this opportunity. I know I did. I've never played a club. I've right. never had private coaching. Right. Like, I'm sometimes, I'm surprised on how far I've gotten with so- in soccer uh-huh. because it's straight grit. Right. Like, I don't even watch soccer. Yeah. To be honest with you, I rarely do. Everything I've learned is from playing and seeing other people play, okay. like, in person. Okay. So, to me, that's pretty impressive. Yeah. Because I'll compete against people that have been playing club their entire lives, uh-huh. playing since they were, like, five or cause they, they walk. They have all the resources. Yeah, I'm like... Have three pairs of shoes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm like, dude, like, it just fuels me yeah. to know that I can do this based on my own will. Right. But besides that, with STS, you know, we just want to help the underprivileged and awesome, we, we awesome. hope to give back to the Definitely. community. That's really exciting. And then I just have a couple of questions before we kind of finish it off. Um, first off, out of your whole soccer career, what is the most most happiest moment that you've ever had? Was there like a special like goal that you scored? What's your happiest moment? I know. In soccer? On the top of my head. We were qualifying for CIF, the wild card my senior year. Okay. So we played against the school in Malibu. Okay. I think it was like the Malibu Sharks or okay. whatever. And their field was on top of a hill or a mountain or whatever, <laughs> overlooking the ocean. So it was insane. Like, the view was amazing. No, we were like, no way. This yeah. is like from a movie. It was yeah. picturesque. <laughs> so we ended up tying 1-1. Okay. We went to PKs. Ooh. So we all shot our PKs. I think I was number four or five. Yeah. I, I remember being the last PK shooter because they missed one or something. And it was my turn. I put the ball down. It was sunset, overlooking the ocean. Like, I see the goalie. I see the goal. I see the beautiful ocean behind with the sun setting. I was like, this is, like, from a movie. You (laughs) could not recreate this. Like, this is one of the most beautiful moments Uh of my life. And I was like, I'm about to score this top ends. Uh So I go, put the ball down. I take my steps back, shoot, upper V, upper right. Just walk Game off the champion. Everybody's yeah. just like, ah, you know. And I was yeah. like, 
just the view yeah. that and that's what you work that. so hard for right like all that like work and all that thing that you put in again you know early mornings late lights you work because you want to enjoy a moment like that mm-hmm. right it's the moment yeah man. and it's it's a hundred percent worth yeah. when you can score something like that enjoying those precious moments in life that's De- awesome that's delayed gratification yes yeah. i mean i most favorite I a, memory one of my soccer. favorite memories right now it's just that uh, I like it because I had the girls' team watching. I had my friends from elementary Sorry. school watching. Okay. Like, you know, mid- not elementary school, from middle school watching. Uh-huh. You know, I actually had my parents there. They never go to my games. My sisters were there and stuff. Like, so we had a crowd. Okay. When was, was this? What is this? This was, was this in, like, setup? maybe, like, this was in Alhambra at Almanzer Park. Okay. We are just wrecking this team. We are just, I was just playing as a lone striker. You know, everyone play defense. Give me the ball and I'm going to run it up. I'm balling up and stuff. So we have, like, the girls' team. You know, I got girls from my middle school. You know, I got my crush right there. I got my parents. I got my friends. And everyone just, like, looking like, you know, everyone just, like, from even people just walking in the park, people that, like, have games next, they're just looking at our game because we're just, like, the better team. You know, we're entertaining to watch. And I remember that, like, our goalie just gets it, kicks it up. And then, like, it hits off, like, one of our players, and it hits one of their players. They pass me the ball, and their goalie's, like, out the box. And I'm literally at, like, the halfway line on the left side. So I literally, like, have enough, like, I'm literally by myself. I literally had enough time to stop it, run backwards, and then just kick it from the halfway line. And you just see it just going soaring, just going over, and just keeps going in the air and the air and just drops in the net. Wow. Drops in the net over everyone, over the keeper. And then I'm just like, I don't even know where to celebrate. I'm just looking at everyone. Everyone's just like screaming. It's like when they're trying to pirate, you're like, get away from me. Let me celebrate. Yeah, like I don't even know what to do. Like, it wasn't like the best goals. And I'm only like 11 years old, 12 years old. And I'm like, oh my God, I scored a half yard goal. You know, like, I thought they would do that like in like pro games and stuff. And it was like, it was just really cool because I just had all my friends and family and like, other spectators like it was just really memorable i still awesome. remember to this day switching it up a little what was the lowest point in your career and then how were you able to overcome that i don't know there's a lot you know yeah you i feel like as as an athlete you have a lot of low points yeah. i mean aside from an injury which we already got into i think just last season itself for me with hope the way i was playing i was never so disappointed in myself you had high expectations yeah and i just I've never been so disappointed in myself in my life. I was mm. like, whoa, I, can I not play soccer? Like, should I even pursue this anymore? Sometimes you feel like you're like, what is going on? You can't even you feel like you can't even kick a ball at one point yeah. sometimes, right? I was like, I should I quit? Should I just give up? Should I just put in, like, throw in the towel and let someone else do a better job than me? Uh-huh. And it was rough, you know? I had that constant feeling like, game after game overcoming it. You know, I'm glad I stuck through it. It... Definitely, like, choosing to, to power through and saying, no, I'm not going to give up, helped me improve in ways that succeeding would never happen. Because mm. now I can see failure, and I'm like, it's just a part of the process. Mm. Was there one thing in particular that helped you while you're going through that, that you were able to overcome it? Was I think it, it was... Maybe, like, you started working hard, extra training? It was a combination of mindset and just kind of... I had a couple of people that I can turn to okay. and just talk about this yeah. situation. Like, oh, you should just keep going, going keep too. going. So yeah. definitely, I think you're... you're, you're support group like if you can get people that motivate you mm. or maybe not just motivate you but just hear you out helps yeah. and then your mindset you need to have this mindset of failure is just an opportunity to grow 
Mm, that's it. Definitely. Well, mine, I think I already explained it. It was me yeah. breaking my leg. Breaking that leg, yeah, definitely. You know, like, I was at my lowest point physically, mentally, you know, just overcoming overcoming it was, it was hard, you know. I, I had a good support group. Uh-huh. It was cool. I mean, but I did it all for myself, you know. Like, I just, I knew, like, at that point <laughs> that it was just all for myself because I couldn't, you know, like, no one's going to force me or make me be a better me it's all comes from within you know it's like all heart mind over matter at this point you know like you gotta you gotta just mold your mind into like the fact that like you know what it's not just like you know have to get over the physical part you know i already messed it up so you know like the mental part is where it kicks in a mental injury and a physical injury are two complete opposites and for me to just overcome that you know i did it for myself for no one else basically i wanted yeah all by myself yeah nobody helped me out (laughs) honestly like i took the bus i had to take the bus with a broken leg you know like determination at that you know i had to like just to get home or go to school if you had one advice to give to your younger self when you're first starting out right and there's other people probably in that same shoe now what kind of advice would you give to them so to the so that they can be in your spot right now. That would just be stay focused and keep grinding. Okay. That's it. Because when I lost focus, that was pointless. Like, so How think, are you stay? What's the best way to stay focused? I think it's different for everyone. You know, I think my, the, I, what I would say to that is you need to l- figure yourself out. You need to figure out what drives you, find your reason, find your why, and then just constantly remind yourself why you're doing what you're doing. Awesome. Just stay focused, like Louis said, you know, like, remember, <laughs> just remember that, like, like, as cliche as it sounds, just to stay focused is, staying focused just means, like, all right, you, you, you got everything you have on your plate. Are you just gonna play with your food, or are you gonna devour that plate and really focus, you know, like, be focused in the present, you know, shout out to Kung Fu Panda, one thing I always <laughs> tell my friends you know, like that, that old turtle, he tells uh, Poe, the panda, right. when he's feeling really down about himself. He's Iconic. like, yesterday's history, tomorrow's a mystery. But today's a gift, that's what we call it the present. Bam. And then one of my Duffy friends Duffy. and then one of my friends in Mexico, <laughs> one of my friends in Mexico kind of talked to me. His name is Baruch. He talked to me, you know, about being in the present, you know. Like, being in the present just doesn't mean, like, you know, for college, like, you know, for example, some college student being like, oh, I didn't go to class. Dang, I'll do the next one. And then they're like, oh, I, I came to class late, but I'm here. Oh, well, uh, who cares? I came here late. Uh-huh. I'm here. But the other way to put it is just like, I came to class late. Now I'm here. You know what? I'm present. I'm actually present. And I'm actually want to... I want to be involved. I want to see where I'm at. You know, like that's actually being present. Not like, oh, like I'm. I, at least I came to class. Whatever. I'm not gonna pay attention. It's like, no, I came to class. You know what? And I'm present. You know, a teacher. I'm focus my time just on. When this. a teacher asks you, they're they're calling roll call. Yeah, I'm present. But are you actually really present? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, are you gonna be involved in your studies? Are you gonna actually put in the extra effort because you are actually present? Not just physically, but mentally as well. So that's when I come to the point, like, that's what I think what being focused is really about. You know, a lot of opportunities pass you up. People learn at their own pace. People learn be better, but they don't know how. So, but, but at least 
having that notion of just, I want to be better, I want to focus, mm -hmm. just having that, that's already a healthy habit. That's mm -hmm. a healthy discipline. Don't do things that you think are just cool in the moment. You know, find a good group of friends, you know, uh, be more vocal, you know, like, don't be shy. Like, get out of your comfort zone, you know? Networking. Keep on wanting to be a better version of yourself awesome. every day. Definitely. On and off the field. Yes. On, and off, <laughs> on and off the field. Because we are the Achieve Greatness podcast. And this whole podcast and this brand that I'm trying to create kind of came from Kobe Bryant himself. Because there's this quote that I want to read you guys, and I want you guys to kind of let me know what your thoughts on it, right? So basically, he says, like, the most important thing you can do is to try to inspire other people so that they can do great in whatever they want to do, right? Mm -hmm. So by you doing great and do, becoming the best version of yourself, you innately inspire other people around you, no matter how smart you are, right? Because you can help your community all the time, right? So with that being said, the last question I want to ask you guys, you moving forward, what do you guys want to be remembered as? For Greatest me, of all time. <laughs> well, for me, it's just like I just like when I'm gone, I want to leave a, like a certain legacy. You know, when I mean legacy is that when people say my name, that's just gonna bring something to their heart. That just means that like, you know what? Like, damn, Fernando really did that thing. You know, like why can't I do it? You know, he did it. You know, he had all these complications. He had. He had all the odds against him, and he still did it. You know, I want to leave a legacy because I want when people say my name, like it brings it brings worth to the table. Like mm -hmm. it brings like you know, it's my name's heavy. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. like the, that's just how it is. That's Me, it is definitely what Kobe Bryant said. Like the impact you have on others is probably the greatest thing that you can do in life. So for me, with my life, I hope that I'm just a symbol of possibilities and hope. I guess as lame as that sounds, because. I mean, I came from nothing. I'm not the most talented. I'm not the most intelligent. I'm, in some ways, I feel like there's not much special about me, but in my belief, in my grit, I can accomplish a lot, and I have, and I want to be a symbol of things that you can achieve if you just set your mind to it. Mm -hmm. Like, the, the whole manifestation, law of attraction thing, like, I want my life to be representation of that mm. with the things Who's that I can do it. I can do it. Exactly. Awesome. Like, like I'm just I'm just a nobody. Like I didn't come from anything special. I didn't have any special uh gifts or, or resources, but I did it. You can too. Mm -hmm. Go out there and do it. Awesome. So uh, thank you so much. You could uh follow my Instagram at Fernie underscore zero twelve F E R N I E <laughs> underscore zero one two. You know, follow me, message me, you got any any questions, comments, or concerns, let me know. Concerns? <laughs> I don't know. Hey, I'll, I'll reach out to the people if they reach out to me, you know. Awesome, give respect. And I'll give you back. me on Instagram, king underscore L-U-I underscore X-V-I-I. Awesome. What kind of content can they find on your... Content, you just find my, like, simple life, nothing crazy. <laughs> but if you message me, you know, I have a lot of information. I'm a marriage and family therapist, so I can help you with your mental health. I'm a certified nutritionist, so help you with nutrition. And my body speaks for itself. I can get you fit. Hey, awesome. So last, last question to end it up. What does greatness mean to you? Greatness, what it means to me is pushing the standard, breaking the mold, achieving your full potential. Ooh. Greatness is, is doing more than what's expected. Awesome. Yeah, what he said. <laughs> awesome. We'll end it out. Well, thank you guys for tuning in for Chief Greatness. And we'll see you guys next time. Take care. Boom.